I remember when they told me there was nothing for me. No hopes to keep on dreaming, and I was way past 30. I sat in my room, and I began to cry. Then caught myself again, said I would upgrade my life. I'm gonna upgrade my life. I'm gonna upgrade my life. Could never do it without my tribe. I'm gonna upgrade my life. Welcome to the Dr. D Inspire Upgrade My Life and Biz podcast, where we give you tools and tips to reach personal and professional goals. Dr. Lana DeGrasse here, president of Turning on the Lights Global Institute. Today is October 26th, and I'm so excited to welcome you to the Upgrade My Life and Biz podcast. Again, it's yours truly, Dr. Alana DeGrasse, president of Turning on the Lights Global Institute, where we give you tools and tips to reach personal and professional goals. How is everybody doing? I feel like I haven't talked to you, but it's only been a week, so welcome to our Spark lesson for today. I'm so excited because, you know, I've had a chance to look at some of your comments, your feedback, and I first want to say thank you to all of our listeners and tribe members who take part in the UPML exchange. Upgrade My Life has been an amazing journey, and if you don't know already, I'm the author of the latest book, Upgrade My Life and Biz. Hey, go and purchase your copy today. Now, today's topic is Seven Principles of Grit, Your Boss 3.0 Solution. So today I was thinking about all of the steps that we take as entrepreneurs to get started, all of the things that we do to learn what we need to learn to run our business, to make sure we're on top of our A game when it comes to helping those that we say you want to help. And one of the things I was really thinking about was the early days of my persistence methodology training where I really grappled with the question, what makes people succeed? And in some of my research, I had a great time reflecting upon my research, and there was some research to show that people already make a decision, even if it's a silent one, of whether or not they're going to keep on going with a given goal or dream. Or if they're slowly going to say, you know what, maybe this dream is not for me. The thing about entrepreneurship is that many of us, when we started out, we started because there was an element of what we were doing that we were passionate about. And then when we think about what business actually is, we also know that there are so many facets of running a business. You have the operation side. You have the marketing side. You have the front-facing side, you have the client side, you have customer support and success, you have you know, all these other facets that make your business run. And we know that a large percentage of businesses shut down after the five-year mark. And I can tell you why, because either A, there's a lack of capital to keep going, uh, B, there could be burnout, C, it could be the two together, And then there are all these other variables that may make us stop or quit. And 
I will say that, you know what, life has a way of interrupting us even in the midst of us doing what we love. Because even though you may have signed up to start your business or to scale your business, maybe your you know your family and what you have as far as obligations and responsibilities, you know, oftentimes are outside of that. And so you're balancing those responsibilities, financial obligations. And if you're kickstarting a side hustle, then you know that that also is a, a balancing act because you're trying to do all of these facets just to get to your dream. And in looking at my persistence research, it was interesting because one of the things we found out was that, look, there are going to be times when you have to actually include the fact that you have to scale up your learning when it comes to mastering other aspects of your business. Now, you you don't need to necessarily know, uh, you know, go to school for every aspect of your business. You'd be learning for years, but you definitely need to know at the base the system of your business and how it runs. And hopefully you have a system. Hopefully you figured out how to, you know, really a deliver your product or service to your client and B make sure that they are engaged along the way. But look, don't feel bad if you are a small business owner and you have felt like, you know, you felt a little stumped or you felt a little agitated. And one of the things that I'll be talking about, not so much today is that, you know, technology is going to constantly change. So everything you learned four years ago is completely changed. Everything you learned two years ago has completely changed. The algorithms on the social media platforms will continuously change, and we will consistently be introduced to new platforms to use. And I can only imagine that many of you, especially who said, oh, I already adopted Facebook. I already adopted TikTok. I've already adopted uh, Instagram. I I just can't take on anymore. And the thing is, we were never supposed to be tech providers, right? We are supposed to be using these tools as bridges that connect us to those that we want to support. So today is all about thinking about how do you maintain the grind, the grit? Seven principles of grit. So number one, the first principle, recognize your need for growth. So one of the first things that's really difficult when I'm meeting with clients at the beginning is I try to let them know, look, we need you to slow down and stop so that you can actually pause and see where you are at. Have you ever been on a walk somewhere, maybe at a a large park, or you went to uh, you went on vacation and you went to discover you know beautiful scenic route and you got lost in that maze and finally you saw one of those visual maps that show you exactly where you are and so you're able to see exactly where you are so you can see where the beginning and endings are and you know it's funny because in my graduate course around digital storytelling we do a lot around story mapping. And just like a business and a product and a service, it's interesting because we have to think about where do we want our client to be or how do we get them from where they want to, from where they are to where they want to be with our solution or service. And so part of that is understanding that every time there's a new milestone with technology or with user consumption, that means that you as a solution provider have to be agile enough 
to adapt to those changes. And we know that change is something that is difficult. I also had a great time working with Fortune 500 executives just around this topic. And I even remember back in 2018 suggesting that many of them think about social media as a strategy. And I can remember back then that they were looking at me and saying, we don't need to do that. We are front facing. We, we don't use these tools. Boom. Uh, the pandemic happened. Boom. There I was in meetings talking to some of them about how they could pivot. And so here we are in 2023, and I want you to know that these changes are going to continuously happen, and how we use these tools will mean everything. So take some time to look at what you're offering and to look at how you can leverage some of your learnings. Maybe you need to tap into some of the new technologies that are taking place. Maybe you need to look at the entire process of customer acquisition and tweak some areas. Number two, I want you to get to a place where you realize where you are in your cycle as an entrepreneur. You got to know what stage of business you are in. You have to understand that because that kind of guides you with where your budgeting needs to go and also gives you insight on exactly what you need, right? So sometimes you will see, you know, the shiny object coming into your inbox and you've got to realize, you know what? I don't need the external validation from someone who may look like they're super successful because what you don't understand is that let's say you're just coming out of school or let's just say you just came out of fresh research and you're looking at someone else who looks like they may have done it uh, for a longer period of time. So yes, they have more experience in the industry, but don't forget the fact that you have some fresh insight about the industry and there's an aspect of what you're doing that maybe is really unique to how you wanna deliver your service. So don't water down what you have to offer, even if you notice that there are others in the marketplace that have been around for a long time. They're still going to be needing new ideas and fresh perceptions, which is why you have to be so careful about only thinking that you're this small minion and then there's these others out there. Um, there are so many examples of that, right? And so one of the things you have to realize is even if someone has been doing something for a long time, maybe their approach is stale. Maybe they're actually tired and you just don't know that. So stay fresh with what you're doing. And even if you notice that there may be people who don't understand your innovative idea, that you still bring something to the table. Number three, oh, this is a big one. But another principle is to be willing to part ways with environments and individuals who don't take you to where you want to go. A big part of goal acquisition has a lot to do with environments, our internal environments, our external environments. Toxic environments are just not good. And these environments, whether they are personal or professional, directly correlate with how well you do. That's why it's so important to think about how you're going to set up to win as a business owner. You know, it, you can't win if your office is fully cluttered. You can't win if you have 
so many unfinished projects and ideas. Even Hubster has to remind me about that sometimes when I'm working on something and he'll say, didn't you say you wanted to turn that also into an audio piece or what about this? And so you have to figure out what is it that I know I can be consistently able to do and what environment do I need to actually be in? You know, you could be, you know, there's nothing like going to someone's house and you see that it's under construction and they go, oh, this room is closed because we are, um, you know, we're doing some new interior designing. And so you can't go into it until it's finished. Right. So in the onset, it looks messy. It looks crazy. But then when you come back and you see what has been done, you're like, oh, that's why, you know, they, she had that the uh, living room shut down or the den shut down or the basement was closed off. But look at it now. And really, when you are parting ways with no with what no longer serves you, there's a little bit of grief that goes on because you're kind of sad that, you know, you had to make the choice, but then it opens you up to something new. It opens you up to say, oh, but I needed this change, right? So sometimes we have to think about our environments. Is it our environment that we need to change? Is it an environment we're going to that no longer supports us or helps us with where we need to go? Like you really have to do an inventory around that. And then I would say number four, decide that quitting is not an option. Now, you will have so many temptations to say, forget it. This is not working. I just want to stop. And again, like I said earlier, sometimes at the onset of entrepreneurship, you're the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker. And that tire, that can be very tiresome. Like I remember the first two years of running this business, how I felt like, an octopus of sorts. But now when I look back at it, it was one of the best experiences because I knew every area in the business that needed support. I also knew and was able to figure out what I loved in my business and what I could not stand in the business. And I also learned how to delegate and ask for help. And if I felt like quitting or if I felt really, 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 really tired, I'd say, okay, I need to stop. I'm tired. And you have to give yourself permission to say, I'm tired. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I don't have the energy. Right. So but you don't park. You don't stay stuck. You say, OK, at this stage, what can I do now to pivot? Which leads me to my fifth point which is to have rest. Make sure you take that time. Have rest. You you know, entrepreneurs, we're so driven at what we love to do, but one of the best things you can do is to give back to yourself. So as you're building, as you're going, as you're looking at environments, then give yourself permission to find rest. Number six, you know what? Sometimes when we are so overwhelmed with everything, we forget to review our case studies. So let me ask you this question. Who have you helped in the past year? And what, as a result of your help, has that individual said to you? Don't forget to include the wonderful things that you have done to help others. It's only when we look back at these very memorable moments when we go, oh, yeah, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, because I want to continue to help people like Suzanne and Joan and John. Right. And Damien, you have to remember the case studies. And if I were you and you don't have it, make yourself a case study folder. 
Even if you're working a full-time job and you're supporting people, keep those moments in mind because that's where your value is. You know, it's funny. Sometimes I meet with people and they spent so much time consuming emails of other businesses, right, that they start to craft copy that looks like someone else's business. And I'm like, that's not you. Your value is this. This is where you want to put your attention. This is where you spent all that time researching and studying. Don't just try to, you know, emulate what you see out there. Look at the things that you have done to become this amazing professional and entrepreneur. And then lastly, I would say, you know what? Take boss action. And boss action says, I've got to take some steps forward. Some steps for you might be, maybe you join my Told You Spark community. We have a lot of free events. We have um, summits and challenges. And we also have a robust free community called the International Women Build Confidence Conference Community, where you can come and just get the empowerment that you need as you build your confidence. But then we, of course, we have coaching programs like Business Communication Mastery, Women Build Confidence, My Quest Inner Circle, and so much more. And we just want to see you win. And the only way you're going to win is by, excuse me, is by staying in action. So I want to interrupt this message by saying that this podcast is brought to you by Turning on the Lights Global Institute, where we give you tools and tips to reach personal and professional goals. Make sure you register to come to our upcoming event, the Upgradeathon, happening October 28th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tickets are at no charge, complimentary to you, but you must register. So go visit us at tojispark.com slash events. So I want to wrap this up by saying I am so proud of you for all of you listening and paying attention to the Upgrade My Life and Biz podcast. There's so much going on in the world. I know. And as we think about how this world is turning, if you can, continue to think about the services that you provide, continue to offer civility and humanity, and continue to be the best version of yourself that you can be. And in wrapping up, I want to remind you that you are beautiful, you're valuable, and nothing about you or your experience is a mistake. Remember, you can do this. Let's persist together. Bye-bye.